Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. This week we're looking towards the future as we find out more about the Congleton Town Juniors and also how the first team aren't the only Bears team with a Cheshire Cup semi-final to look forward to. But we start by checking in with the first team after a Brian Barton hat-trick secured Congleton's place in the Midland League Cup semi-final which followed a 2 all draw at Whitchurch Allport in the league. We'll get the latest fan away day from Max Wrench later in the podcast. But first, here's Congleton Town player manager Richard Duffy. Yeah, really good win. One we needed after, obviously, the two previous league games where we haven't just seen our games well enough. And um, we started the game really well, really solid and, and built a good foundation for the game and obviously went out and finished the game in, in, in a comfortable way. Was that kind of the most pleasing aspect of it? After the match on Saturday, you could see the disappointment of you, of yourself and the players as they left the dressing room. And then to pick yourselves up and to come into this game and and produce a professional performance, how pleasing was that to see the response? Yeah, I think I, I think I know what response I was going to get. I had one Saturday from the from the game against Tiverdale, and unfortunately, we 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 succumbed to a three or four wrong decisions, one after each other, and and usually that ends up with being a chance to go for the opposition and. Obviously, they they managed to score the equaliser, which was which was bitterly disappointing. But you know, I I knew what reaction I was going to get by the reaction of of the boys after the game. You know, the disappointment in the changing was was there to be seen. There was no slanging match. There was no shouting and blaming each other. I think I think they knew they let themselves down on the pitch of of not seeing the game out. And yeah, I, I knew what reaction I was going to get. And the performance last night was was really good to go with that. What was it about last night's performance that particularly impressed you? I think there's a determination to work really hard, which we do every week. And when we needed to keep the ball out of the net, you know, we've conceded five goals in the last two games, which is unlike us as, as a squad. And I think I think that if you offer me a clean shoot for the game, I would I would have snapped your hand off whatever whatever the result may have been. Just getting back to the basics of defending well as a team, not just as a back four. It's not the back four's fault when we can see goals. It's Starts from further up the pitch and filters his way back. And, um, you know, we defended well from the front. And then, you know, that makes it a lot easier for, for everyone behind that. And it was a brilliant team performance. But, of course, we've got to speak about the goals, in particular, Brian Barton. He scored a, a hat-trick. And you mentioned there about the defending from the front. And actually, two of those goals in particular came from forcing them into, in to make mistakes. And it seemed to me that all three of Brian's goals were almost typical Brian Barton goals, that work rate that eventually won the, the, the ball and getting those right positions that, I guess, as a manager, you want your striker to be in. Yeah, no, he done, he done well, Brian. I mean, you know, him and Max are sort of in and out with the team at the minute, uh, with Tom Hampton as well. Max had a whack in his hand Saturday, so obviously he didn't appear at all. And yeah, Bryce came in and, and, and was fantastic. You know, we know what we're going to get from him. Last few games, he 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 didn't he hasn't seemed like he's, you know, he's, he's got that edge to him. And then yesterday, I could just see something in the way he started the game, you know, and obviously his goals give him a little bit of confidence. But from the first five, ten minutes, I just thought, yeah, we've got something to play off today. And, um, you know, he done a great job up there. And listen, if he doesn't score, he doesn't score. That that doesn't bother me. It's about how he brings players into the game. And, and yeah, obviously, I was delighted for him to, to get his hat-trick. And this is now the fifth semi-final in the last two seasons that you and your team have, have got through to it. It's an impressive record. How proud are you of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the league's the number one, but let's get it right. Cups are cups. And, you know, if you can get the semi-finals and finals, then you, you, you're doing something right and it builds momentum and it gets people involved like like we knew, like we did last year. You know, we've got fans coming through the gate who, have, who, who wouldn't be there normally and, 
listen, we, we've got a big one at Crewe away in the semi-final and, and we see what we got in this one. And yeah, they're, they're two games to look forward to um, when the season's sort of closing out. And again, on Tuesday night, the Bears fans went down in their numbers again. How great is it to see it? And what, what's your message to the supporters who, who, who travelled down on Tuesday night? It must have been 100 odd down there again on on a Tuesday night down the shift. And it's like a, you know, I said to Rich Scott last night, it's not round the corner. It's from Congleton, probably a, a good hour and a half, you know. So, you know, probably the game being off the previous week is obviously maybe a few more have got have got wind of it. And yeah, it was great to see him down there, backed us all the way. And, you know, we behind the goal there, they, they had three good goals to, to celebrate. Unfortunately, we couldn't give them nothing in the second half, but, you know, we created lots of chances. Um, it just wanted to be. And back to league action on Saturday against Tiverdale. We only played them a few weeks ago. And I guess we, we saw in that game, and you spoke about it after the match, that you know that the threat that they they, they, they pose, that they are a threatening team. Yeah, they are. And at home, they you know they need to win. They need to win as well. It's, you know We need to win and they need to win. So um, let's, hope, let's hope for an entertaining game, uh, end-to-end stuff, which which I imagine it will be. Because, you know, they're at home and I, I would imagine they're going to come out all guns blazing and try and get in front early and then, and see where the game goes from there. But, you know, they, they're struggling for points at the minute. They they nicked the point off, should I say, um, a couple of weeks ago, being 3-0 down and, and fair play to them. They, they deserved the point on the day, definitely, for our second-half performance or last-hour performance. So yeah, they deserved it there. So we know what threat they bring, and um, you know they'll know what threat we bring as well. We we were really good for half hour in that game. So yeah, it should be uh, an entertaining game. And later on in this podcast, we're hearing about the Congleton Town juniors and on all the, the the stuff that's going on from that side of the club. What's your advice? Your top tip for a junior player who's involved in football? Enjoy it. Enjoy it because depending what age you are, obviously, but the real young ones, you know, the nine, tens, elevens, you. You know the coaches; they, they have to they have to make them want to come back next week. And the only way they can do that is by enjoying it, leaving with a smile on their face, and can't wait to go back next week. Because for me, is in in football now, there's a lot of do this, do that. Just leave them be and leave them enjoy it. They'll find their way. Um, and then as they get a little bit older, obviously, sort of coaching comes into play a little bit more. Um, make sure they come back next week. Make sure they're enjoying it, and make sure they they leave with a smile on their face. That was Richard Duffy speaking after the Midland League Cup quarter-final. The Schiffnall game came just a few days after Congleton drew 2 all away at Whitchurch. There's been eventful games between the two sides in the past, and again there was late drama. Sadly though, this time Congleton found themselves on the wrong end of it, having been 2-0 up. We'll hear what Richard Duffy had to say after the game, but first let's get the fan perspective now, as Max Wrench takes us on another of his away days. I think there's finally a game on today. Um, after the whole last two have been postponed, obviously we might play Etox to last week and then shifting on the cup. Both kind of fell to the weather, which was yeah a bit frustrating really. It seems like ages now since our last game, um, that Tivdale game at home, which a bit of a strange game really, a bit of a, I guess frustrating in the end, 3-3 after being 3-0 up. Yeah, it just kind of went a bit flat, I'd say, after going 3-0 up. I don't know if we became maybe a little complacent, but... Is what it is really at the end of the day. It was still a point in keeping that kind of unbeaten record at home. And we're still in that great position. But yeah, Whitchurch today, um, obviously always happy kind of memories, good memories when we go back to Whitchurch after that famous game, which is, well, over five years ago now, which is a bit crazy. The the Whitchurch 8-2-1 down with eight men and scoring two goals in the last minute, which more mad when you think about it. Like when we had that Dudley game the other week, they went down to nine and we ended up with seven goals that we managed to score two 
with eight men, which is crazy. But yeah, a lot, lot's changed since then. I mean, there must have probably only been about 10 of us behind the goal that day. But I mean, everyone there will remember it very fondly. I don't think anyone will forget. But yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful there'll be a lot more town fans behind the goal today. As there was last time we went there, I think it was last month in the cup. Uh, that was a really cold night in Whitchurch but yeah they're always a, a, a tough team to play I think they're always a decent side especially at home I think they've got quite a not bad record at home yeah and it was it was tough in that cup game I think we did rotate a bit for that and the pitch that night was awful it was like an ice rink didn't think it was really playable to be fair but yeah it's going to be uh, an interesting one today obviously it's that kind of standard cliche now that every every game is a cup final if you like we've been in the position that we are but I know that Highgate and Litchfield play each other today so probably be keeping one eye on that on the twitter feed or whatever as, as we're watching but yeah it's uh it should be a good one it's obviously a nice setup there at which so should be good i think me dad and gwen dad are going up in the car today three of us uh, it's not too far away one of the shorter journeys so i think we're looking to leave about half one or so and the weather's decent yeah it's quite quite mild at the minute to be fair not really rain too much i don't think so hopefully the pitch is held up i think they did play on it midweek and won so whether they'll have some momentum after that but yeah i'll see how the pitch is and uh we'll get some thoughts from the car shortly i think we're about 10 minutes or so away from the ground now at which church uh, dad and granddad in the front of the car what are your thoughts on the game today well they're on some good form they beat highgate last week which is uh, no mean feat and then i think they won in the week so um, yeah we've been here a few times and I've seen us win I've seen us lose so I'm just hoping that with the break that the lads are fresh and it's not that we're behind the eight ball in terms of sort of they've been playing we haven't so we need to be at the races from the start of the game everyone's going to try and want to beat us I like this little run down to Whitchurch it's a nice drive it's one of the closest ones just thinking we're getting to the nitty gritty of the league now where it can be uh, won or lost quite easily like Ian's just said, they're having a uh, good run at the form. I think they beat Stonehold Alanians 5-1, which is no mean feat midweek. And I think they've had a couple of signings as well. We've not played. I'm glad this game's on. We were looking yesterday thinking, no, oh, it's going to be a pitch inspection and another one-off. It seems ages since we've played. And hopefully we can get the win. As Ian said, it's always a pleasure to come to Whitchurch. It's a friendly lot now and uh, good memories, especially the Whitchurch 8 a few years ago. Yeah, I hope the lads are all fit, travelled well, and we get a result to we'll see what we'll be. Arrived here at Whitchurch, and it's a, yeah, it's a nice setup here. We've been here quite a few times now, and it's like, it's, to be fair to them, it's improved quite a lot over the few years that we've come in here. They've got a good stand behind one of the goals now that goes all the way down, nice little club shop, good well-sized bar and everything, plenty of drinks on. Um, yeah, it's nice. Got a strong team out. I think it's probably one of our strongest teams, you'd say. I think Tom Allen's come back into the midfield, pushing on a little bit. And yeah, confident. I'll be honest, the pitch is not looking good at all. Not one bit. It looks really muddy in some places and really dry and bare in others. We'll see how that holds up. But yeah, fingers crossed we'll do all right. Half time here in Whitchurch and we're, we're two one up. It's been a really quite an interesting game so far, to be honest. He scored two really good goals. Really nice through balls played. I know Dan played one of them and Pete slotted it away. And um, Ethan played the other one through for Max. Very similar goals, both really well taken. Um, they got one back probably about five, ten minutes after a nice finish from there. They'd look just kind of outside the box. And then since that point, it was quite scrappy, to be honest. This pitch looks really hard to play on 
it's quite boggy in some areas a lot where there's not much grass so yeah it's probably only going to get worse starting to rain a little bit now as well so it's going to be difficult second half but it's nice that we've got that advantage and hopefully we can hold on to it or at the at least or get a couple more goals in the second half full time in Whitchurch and it's finished 2-2 I don't really know what to say about it, to be honest. We've thrown it away two weekends in a row, two games in a row. Second half started as the first ended really pretty even, nothing really between. And then they end up going down to nine men, the first for a second yellow, the second for a bad tackle on Tom. The game didn't even really seem to change at that point. It was strange. It, it was almost the opposite with Church State. It was like we didn't really know what to do. They end up scoring, well, in basically the 90th minute. Somehow a lad gets free, their tallest player, the striker, gets free at the back post to head it into an empty net, more or less. And the game pretty much ends there. Really frustrating after a, well, we were really good first 20 minutes and then just very average at best for the rest. And yeah, don't get me wrong, the pitch was horrendous throughout but you can't really blame that when you you're ahead and the opposition have got nine men so yeah really frustrating uh afternoon dad what were your thoughts yeah i think you cover it we can't play for 20 minutes and then think we've done it we're dominating teams we're putting them under pressure we're getting two up and then we're thinking the job's done and it's not we're in danger of letting a really good position go to waste this is the point time when you need people to stand up at this clinical time of the season and I, I still believe we will, but I, it needs to show quite quickly that people want it and they will work for it because we can't blame people. We can't go, well, this or that or the other. People need to stand up and make sure it happens. That's what we need to do. So let's see what happens. It's a, it's a point up. We've got two of the teams around us to play. They're massive games. I'm really struggling to see a positive in being 2 nil up finishing for the last 15 having it against nine and drawing back home uh, just before six o'clock ish so not too bad after what was yeah another frustrating away day really our away form hasn't been the best this season um and it's hard to know or see what happened today to be honest you know you're you're winning and the opposition have got nine men you you should be pretty confident that you could see it off but when you know you can't put the game to bed that's always a, a possibility, you know. That that ground as well, going down to however many men, it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, so it, it was it was a weird one today, and it, it's difficult to take too many positives from it. Really, obviously, the opening ten fifteen minutes we were great, but other than that, but then if you look at kind of the wider thing of what's going on, you can because it's nice that games like that actually really do mean something. In that I'm twenty two and been watching town for pretty much all of them years and the year I was born we got relegated and since then we've never moved out of this step out of this division and not that often look likely to either you know especially in the old format where it was really difficult to get out the lead that there wasn't many times where we were pushing for a promotion really and quite often come October your season would be over you know you'd you'd, you'd be out of the cups and you weren't you know looking likely to get promoted at all so now we're in February we're still in a good position in two cups and you know properly pushing for the league and it's nice that we're able to do that you know that games are really impactful and meaningful and that you can properly get behind them I know we've got games before it but two weeks today we have that Litchfield game and that's probably the one of the biggest league games I remember in my life and that we've ever had and 
that's really exciting to me, you know, that we're going to be at home, have loads of people behind us, properly trying to get the win against it, obviously a good side, and that's, I'm really looking forward to it, it's exciting. So yeah, if you're going to put a positive spin on it, it's just kind of where we are as a whole. Every game matters now, but that's that's nice, I think, to watch as a fan, it, you know, it's meaningful, everything. So yeah, although today was difficult and frustrating when you look at kind of the broader picture, it all kind of adds up to what is this season? Hopefully we can look back on it with happiness and fondness. But yeah, we'll wait and see. Obviously, you'll be hearing this after the Schiffnall game on Tuesday, but hopefully we can get a win there. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll see a few of you there. So cheers for listening. Thanks to Max, and although it was one of those games which didn't go Congleton's way, they did still add another point to their table-topping tally. Here's the thoughts of Richard Duffy. Disappointment, obviously, 2-0 up, starting the game really well. Um, exactly how we... We thought it'd pan out, obviously scoring the two goals, really good goals. Giving a goal away, I mean, out of nothing really. Uh, they, obviously they will say it's, it's, a, it's a good goal, but from, from our point of view it was poor. And then from then on, I think we, we were total domination, I'm totally honest. I, did, I never for one one minute thought we were any danger of conceding. See them lose it going down to ten, then nine made it made a lot harder for them, obviously. And yeah, just some, some really poor decision making from from players. And yeah, we we give a goal away in the in the last minute, which which is really disappointing. And it is what it is, but it's something that we need to touch up on and we need to speak about because obviously, two games, three nil up, two nil up, and, and coming away with two points isn't isn't good enough. You obviously had a, a bit of a break, a, a two week break, and you probably couldn't have asked for a much better start. Two goals in the first fourteen minutes or so, so the the, the start was positive. No, listen, I thought we were fantastic for ninety four minutes, was it? <laughs> ninety four minutes. Uh, and then gone up just I'm not sure what, what we've tried to do with you know we've, we've asked them to go a certain way today for the pitch and the conditions um, it was no risk football um, and, we, and, we, and we played it down to a tee and then we decided to do something different or maybe not executed what we tried to do and you get punished <laughs> 9 men 10 men 11 men if you, if you open the pitch up and you give the ball away like that then you're asking for trouble and obviously knew that you know they, they they hang a lot of crosses up to the back stick and, and that's the way they were gonna gonna look to score today when they got deep and, and that's how they got their um, elite ball. What do you say to to the players after a, a result like this? Listen, it's, it's not a blame game. I'm, I'm not in it for the blame game. I, I could go in and go, you know and blame blame everyone by myself, um, but it's, ultimately it's it's my team, it's my players, so it's my it's my responsibility to get a result and. Unfortunately, I failed at that today, but we'll we'll keep going. We're, we're still in a really good position, a lot better than than I expected us to be. You know, we, it's, it's it's getting close to where where I needed us to be with with nine ten games ago. So we're, we're in a good position, but obviously psychologically at the minute is is you know we're a little bit damaged. So we have to we have to repair that and 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 do a quickly. Thanks to Richard Duffy for his always honest assessments after the match. Next, we're going to be hearing about why the future is looking bright for Congleton Town. In the summer of 2020, a landmark merger was announced between Congleton Town, Congleton Vale Rovers and Congleton Rovers. They all became part of Congleton Town Football Club and it means that the club now has teams from the minis all the way up to the reserves and first teams, as well as veterans teams. 
So let's find out more with Yuming Tang, who is the chair of the juniors. We look after anything from under sixes, actually, because we've got the mini soccers, which is part of goal coaching. We've got the girls' side of things, and then we go all the way up to eight under 18s. I think at the moment we're around about 400 players, which is fantastic. That's across boys, girls. The girls' football is growing massively, which is really good. I think our challenge is we could probably have more players, but actually it's facilities. You know, one of our biggest frustrations as a senior committee is can we get more facilities because we want to do more and more all the time and we don't want kids not to play football. So yeah, that's where we're probably at as an overall in terms of what I'm looking at at the moment. And how many teams are we talking about? So, so under sevens, we've got a couple of age groups there. So two in the under sevens, under eights. We, we, we were counting this up the other day and we're about 30 odd teams, you know, 20 odd teams, which is including the whole girls team, the vets team and, and the Colts who play at Bat Lane as well. So the Colts, have, we've got people that have been there 15 years with us which is just just great but yeah you know we, we are definitely in the rounds of 400 players 20 odd teams which is massive you know it's, it's if you look locally you know we're, we're definitely a real big club with, with big mentality as well which is good and what kind of environment are you trying to create here along with the committee and coaches here at Congleton Town Juniors Yes, I think that changes as you get older. So, so, so first of all, I think we're very inclusive. So right at the beginning, we always say, you know what, football's for all, yeah. And especially at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun for all the kids. We want an environment that's safe. So we want to try and get great facilities. You know, you can see good facilities around here. And we want to make sure from a welfare point of view, we have great facilities for them as well. But as, as children get older and older more competitive we want to give them that competitive football you know as, as they get to probably nine tens elevens we have three teams four teams and sometimes we have stronger teams you know so that actually if those that are really really talented we'll try and get them the best football possible as they get older and older i think if they're really really good we'll always you know um talk to the first team manager talk to first team coaches you know we're lucky that over the last two years we've probably had players work towards the first team um, I actually scout as well, so I scout for Stoke City, I used to scout for Everton. So if we've got someone who's super talented and we can give them that opportunity to, to go and look into a professional club, we'll do that as well. You know, There's many players for Congleton Town, juniors who have come through us and spent time at Man City, spent time at Stoke City, Crew, Burnley, lots of different clubs, which is, which is great for us and it's great for the kids to get that experience as well. But ultimately, we want to give the whole children that experience of... If they're good enough to get into the first team, why not? You mentioned that you're a scout as well. What do you think makes a good footballer? What sort of things are you looking for? I think lots of things. Um, I still do a bit of coaching now. I think attitude's really important. You know, that, that, that mentality, willing to learn. You know, whatever age you are, willing to learn. If I come down on a Saturday and I'm looking at games, I'm, I'm probably looking for standout players. And we all have a bit of a bias. So, 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 so we say even as scouts, you have a bias. If I see someone who's exceptionally fast, speedy, someone who's vocal, someone who's a team player, strong technically good you know we, we call things four corners but they were probably from a scouting point of view they were the things that stood out for me really I guess the main thing as well is that particularly in the younger age groups as you alluded to it's that enjoyment isn't it that, that fun and kind of enjoyment as well that you want to try and make sure that you've got here within the juniors it was massive I was just talking to a lad at the weekend really actually he's he's 20 now but he was with Man City when he was 5 all the way up to under 16 so he was there for 11 years and I said to, you know he didn't get offered the scholarship with them and I said what did you do at 16 and he's never kicked a ball since and for me that's that's really soul destroying you know I want lads you know we, we, we have a vets team you know we're lucky enough that we've got a vets team here 
and we've got um, some of our coaches playing it, 40-year-old guys, which is brilliant. Football's for all. You know, you know, you've got to. You know, I, th- I think it's from a well-being point of view as well. You know, I, I work in the well-being business, and you know, if you can keep yourself healthy and fit and all that stuff, I think it makes a massive difference. So, yeah, you know, it, it's a good club to be part of at the moment. Really good. And Congleton has got that pathway now, hasn't it? And obviously, you were here within the club before it merged with Congleton Town. Just how big of a moment do you think that that, that was when, when it did merge and it came under the Congleton Town Football Club banner? I think the last three years we've seen it grow and grow and grow. Um, I probably don't get enough games because I still watch my son. He plays elsewhere, so I do watch him on a Saturday afternoon. But I, I think actually I see lots of photos of our our lads and girls who go there to be mascots. I think that's fantastic. I hear about loads of children going there with the parents, grandparents, and I think that's good. I think the fact that if you're good enough, you can get into the first team or train with the first team or the reserves. You know, I know a lot of lads who play in the reserves. I think that's fantastic. We were at stages where we had some great players at 16 and 17 and they had to go to a Sandbach, they had to go to a Witten or they had to go to a Northwich to get semi-pro. Well, actually, you've got it here. You've got it here all the way through. So there is that genuine pathway. Um, You know, you look at Max, you know, he's a Congleton lad. You know, he's done really well. Um, You've got Marco who's in the first team. There's there's lots of players. There's Thomas. You know, it's, it's great to see. And I've probably got some lads that I train now that are 14 and 15 that I genuinely think, actually, in two or three years' time, they could train with the first team, which is good, which is good, you know, really good. And how good it is as well that you've obviously got Charles Porter, who's the chairman of, of, of Congleton Town. He's, he's a manager. I've just seen here this, this evening that Anthony Griffith, the Congleton Town assistant manager, is here coaching as well. How great is, is, is that to say that they're giving back something as well? Yeah, definitely. I think both Duffy and Griff are great for the club. Do you know what I mean? In terms of they both played professional, but they're both good with the kids. Do you know what I mean? Griff is always down here. Um, I've known Griff for four or five years and he's fantastic with them. Charles has done really good, you know, in terms of really supportive of the junior side. So quite often he'll come to some of our meetings. We'll run things by him. You know, sometimes we have joint ventures. You know, we, we have lots of conversations. And I think we probably both have the same frustrations around facilities. You know, we're stood here now and, and you know, every pitch is full every picture's got different kids on it and we've outgrown it we've absolutely outgrown it and you know Charles would like bigger facilities we'd like more facilities so I think it's what can we do but we are governed by council we're governed by financials probably more council than financials if I'm honest with you and you know every piece of spare land gets taken up by houses which is which is frustrating you know it's frustrating but we've both got a very similar ambition that we want to we want to do more in Congleton what is your vision for Congleton Juniors? First of all, I want to say it's my vision because although I'm the chairman, we have a, a senior committee. So there's, there's a lot of people that sit on that senior committee. You've got a treasurer, you've got a vice chairman, you've got a registration officer, you've got a secretary, you've got a welfare officer. You know, there's lots and lots of people and, and they're just the people that, that we get together every month and have a meeting, you know, which takes time. Volunteers talk about the club philosophy and the welfare of, of, of the kids and stuff like that. So I guess it's, it's making sure that we're still here in 10 years' time. You know, making sure that we're still here in 10 years' time to give those facilities and get better facilities and girls' girls' football will grow. So I think the vision is around that, that pathway, which we've already spoke about, but making just sure that Congleton's always got decent facilities for the kids, yeah. You know, we've been talking to school a lot recently. I don't mind saying this publicly, that actually some of the facilities we've got here aren't, aren't quite as good as we want to be. So we're about to get a lot of the, the goals refixed. 
the grass isn't as good as we'd like it to be you know the grass definitely needs some investment and um i'll probably be in a position to talk to you next four or five weeks and say actually we're going to do some massive investment in the grass over summer which is great you know um so so, so probably my role will definitely be as how we build a future for all the for the guys that are coming through. I think it's worth saying as well that your children have actually left the club, but you're still involved. Obviously, a lot of the time, parents, once the children do leave a junior club, they then don't kind of are involved anymore. Why are you still here? Why, why, why are you still involved? Yeah, I guess a couple of things. I think um, I've been in Congleton 30-odd years, so giving back is one of my values so whether that be you know something to the club or something like that so I think giving back is really important although my son's not here my son was here for, for seven or eight years and, and the club treated him well he went to Stoke City and did really well and um, he's now he's now training with the first team at Connors Key you know which is great for him you know what I think there's a good chance he might play for Conklin Town one day do you know what I mean you know he'll definitely get involved in charity games and stuff like that you know he comes down here and coaches some of the younger ones as well sometimes so he he's a big part of the club and um, I probably you know, I'm, I'm looking around now and um, it's great on a Saturday or great when you go in the supermarket and you see 50 or 60 kids that you know. You know, that, that's good. I'd be bored otherwise. I'd be bored otherwise. No, my wife would kill me for that. But no, I, I think it's a great, great to be part of it. And I think you've got to have a decent committee. And I'm not saying that because I think we've got a great committee now. But we do need more volunteers. We absolutely, you know, Charles will tell you this. He needs more volunteers down at the, the, the club. We need more volunteers here. We've got so much we want to do. And sometimes it's just down to a bit of fundraising would help. We have to do so much with kits and, you know, equipment and training. All the managers have to have some kind of training. So, yeah, you know, it's a big part of the club. You've got to have structure in place. And how good is it to see pretty much every weeknight, every pitch taken here at Congleton High School with kids of all ages playing football. Then at the weekends, Saturday and Sundays normally chock-a-block. How great is, is that to see so many people enjoying football? I think, um, you know, I've alluded before, you know, mental health is important for us. You've obviously got MBS down at Congleton as well, Mind, Body and Soul, which is great. I genuinely think that, you know, the kids' generation now, if I'm honest, we spend too much time on gaming and phones, you know, rightly or wrongly. And I think getting out here, fresh air, and it's not raining now, which is great, but that fresh air, that running about, that fitness, that exercise, it's great. I, I think, you know, these 50, 60 kids weren't here now. They'd be at home, they'd be on the gaming, or they'd be walking around town. And, and I think we have a really safe environment. You know, I'd rather see people here on a Friday night than wandering around the streets, definitely. So, you know, that's, that's a big part of it as well, yeah. And you see so many people now. You alluded to it earlier, the fact that many of the juniors go to Congleton Town games. They're wearing the hats, they're wearing the coats. There's just a real feel-good factor around the town, but also the, the club as well. Does that extend all the way through to the juniors as well? Definitely, definitely. I'll give you some stories, you know. A couple of times I've seen players wearing different tops, you know, at Liverpool, United. I've said to them, why are you wearing United top? I thought you'd be, like, supporting Liverpool. And they went, no, I support Congleton Town, which is great. Do you know what I mean? To have local lads supporting Congleton Town's great. Like I said, the mascot big bits are really important for us. You know, reality, not many kids can go and watch a United or Liverpool or City unless it's on TV. So the fact that they can go with their parents, grandparents, uncles, aunties, locally, which is great. I think, you know, we've been getting 700, 800 plus a game, which is, which is just massive. You know, last year we even had, you know, into 1,100 at one of the cup games. So, yeah, I, I think it's a great buzz. You know, I went down Boxing Day and it was really good. There's a massive atmosphere there, which, which is really good. You see them now starting to, to buy more of the merchandise, which is even good as well. I think that's got a big, big opportunity. So, yeah, it's really good. Good atmosphere, which is brilliant. And how important is it?
nicer to have these role models as well because a lot of them now know, know the players' names. They shout Ethan Hartson, they shout Max McCarthy, all local players as well. There's a real effort, or it's happened, that there's a lot of local talent that have made it through to the first team. How important do you think that, that is for the juniors to see that there is a pathway there and you can go and represent your hometown club? Massive. You know, you just named a couple of lads there who are local and I know lads that see them at the gym, you know, and, and look up to them as role models. Do you know what I mean? Quite a lot of the first team will go in the gym and I know that a lot of 14 and 15-year-olds will see them and they give themselves each other a nudge and say, oh, there's you, just call it. There's Ethan that you've just mentioned or Dan or, or Max, whoever it is. Do you know what I mean? Which is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I think you've got to have some role models. I, th- I think we're in a society now where there's where there's too much rubbish going on, too many bad things, and I think Congleton's actually still in a really good place where we haven't got that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's good. But I would also say that that the first team's really good. Where if the lads want to go and talk to them or they say hello to them, they always get a hello back. And I think I think that's an important one for me as well that we have that relationship where the kids feel they could talk to them you know about anything just ask them how they're doing and they always get a nod and a smile and a wink which is good what do you enjoy the most about being involved in the club but also the junior section i could tell you so many so many different kids who 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 probably had a bad day at school and then they come here and and, and they get rid of that bad day at school kind of kind of thing which is really important i see people here make friends that that they wouldn't have made as well which is really good i mean one's gone to quinter one's gone to black first and a bit of rivalry but then actually they're playing the same team so i I definitely see that i think um you know going back to my lad as an example though he he moved on somewhere else he 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 was down a few weekends ago because um congleton town were playing Vale. you know a bit of rivalry under 17s but he had made in both teams, do you know what I mean? He had, you know, he knew everyone on the pitch, and I think that's good. You know, knowing who your mates are, and then when a lot of primary schools, when they come to the high school, it's not so daunting because they actually know a load of a load of kids as well. So there's, there's so many benefits. I just couldn't tell you from a, a well-being point of view, friendship point of view. You, you'll know, you know, people make mates for life with football, which is good. And would you say that the future is bright for Congleton Town and the, and the Congleton Town Juniors? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I look at it now and, you know, seven or eight years ago, or or ten years ago, actually, we had a a Brillo pad here, do you know what I mean? So the 3G, we didn't have anywhere near as much goals, we had broken balls. That's no disrespect to anyone, that's just just the school facilities. The school would not have the facilities they have now without all the hard work that's gone in. And then you've got, you know, people like John Liz, you know, that, that we spoke about before, they've been with the club a long, long time. You know, we've got some great facilities now, which which makes a lot of big difference. You look at the people who sponsor us, the majority of age groups have a sponsorship and they're local people, so local businesses, which, which make a big difference. Normally parents as well. You know, you could name 15, 20 sponsorships and without them, we won't be as good as we are. So yeah, I think... I think there's lots of good stuff there and I think it's only getting better and better. You know, definitely better and better, which is good. There's probably lots of people on the junior side that, you know, I would want to say thank you to. So, you know, all the volunteers, so you've got managers, you've got coaches, you've got welfare officers, secretaries. You know, without them, people giving up the time. So, so the, none of them are paid roles. You know, let's be really honest. I think people think that it's a paid role and that we, we must we must make a fortune. But we work so hard to keep the cost down of, of the fees as well. You look at our monthly fees compared to other clubs. We, we, we work so hard to keep those fees down. And actually, most kids can train twice a week so no massive thank you for everyone that makes it happen really and obviously thanks for the opportunity and thanks to the first team for working with us thanks to tang for his time and everyone involved in the juniors i think we can definitely say the future is looking bright for the bears and we'll hopefully see some of the juniors playing for the first team in the future
We've already seen some of the under-18s make the step up to the reserves and first team and they're also through to the semi-finals of the Cheshire Youth Boys Under-17, Under-18 Cup. They recently beat Runcorn Sports 2-1 in the quarter-finals and after the game I spoke to under-18 and reserves player Louis Tilly and also under-18 manager Paul Healer. It wasn't probably the most convincing performance um, but we did what we needed to do to get through to the next round. And are these kind of cup games... Do they have a different feel for the manager when it is a cup quarter-final? Yeah, I mean, we're into one semi-final now, but we're in the quarter-final of the League Cup as well. Over the seasons, you know, managing different teams, I've always it's always been special. Um, the FA Youth Cup wasn't, was disappointing at the start of the season, but we're not going to win the league this year. Um, but we can certainly really challenge and hopefully make two cup finals. What was the most pleasing part of this afternoon's performance? Just the win, really. Run corn. We didn't know much about them. Good side. They, they turned up. They, I, know, I know I've looked at their results and they've, they've had a really good season so far. Um, didn't know what to expect. We get the goal, they pull one back and we go in at half-time. I think, yeah, we, you know, we can go on and win the game, but it, it's a tough physical battle. You know, the main objective is we, we won and we, we threw to the next round. Louis, what, what are those games like to play in as a player? Well, if you don't really know the team very well, it's a bit difficult to come into because... You're thinking, oh, is your, is your player that you're marking going to be better than you? Is he going to be quicker than you, better on the ball? But as you grow into it and get on the ball more, get more comfortable in your position, kind of easy to get into the flow of passing the ball, getting into the box and then scoring two goals. So it seemed like a real midfield battle and you were kind of in the centre of that? Towards the start of the game, it was they were pressing quite a lot, so it was more difficult to get on the ball, a bit more of a stronger battle. But as they tired out, we got more on the ball turned on it one twos with the other midfielders and then as I said one good through ball and he's in scores and I think every player will say they enjoy a cup run particularly getting through to a cup semi-final we know the the joy that the first team had last season in in the cups what does it mean to to be a player and to have a cup run like this well it's it's quite good actually because as Paul said we're probably not going to win the league this year but we can still challenge for it but as you say there's two cups to go for so we might as well give it everything we've got and if we don't we don't if we do brilliant and Paul the Northwest Alliance League as you said I think seventh in the league at, at the moment but having said that you've had some good wins against teams that people would recognise from further up the Pyramid Warrington Town Southport yeah. Chorley and you have shown that you, that you can compete with the best we've competed in every game really um, I think stock Port Georgians was the, a 3-0 defeat, probably the toughest opponent of the season so far. We've been competitive in every single game. You know, we, we, we lose the last game at, at Withenshaw down here in fourth minute of injury time. What is pleasing is, is that we are competitive. Um, we've still got 10 games to go. We've got games in hand over opposition and we've got to play teams lower than us in the league twice. So great, we're doing really well in the cup, but, you know, we hopefully top three finish should be really good and, and that make the, make the season as well as a, a, as a cup winner as well. Louis, how, how do you feel from a personal perspective that you keep on developing this season being part of this team but also the, the reserves as well? I think it's good that I'm being involved in the reserves more and more often because you can't stay at a younger level forever, you have to go into the men's game at some point but it's just getting used to the more physical aspects of the game and trying to get into it more instead of waiting to get to the ball to your feet and then trying to find a pass but because that's not really what I what I'd like to do getting stuck in but more getting on the ball and finding good passes but 
playing with teams that you don't really know rougher it's quite a good smooth way to get into it really and just want to tell listeners a little bit about your own background in in, in the sport I started playing football on Sundays uh, in a team called Williston White Stars which was quite a few players for them play for uh, Nantwich Town 18s now and that progressed on to Mick Walsh building a uh, team to go into the JPL League thankfully I was picked for that under that team and then we kind of took on from there won the league at some point in the national final and then uh, it moved on to an all-sager team didn't quite work out so we moved moved back to the normal South Cheshire JPL and then moved on to a Congleton Town this would be my third year as a youth Congleton Town player and then was in the reserves a little bit for last year and then still in it now really Paul, I think it's 14 players that have played for the under-18, your team this season, who've also played for the reserves as well. That's fantastic, isn't it? And that's what this club and the pathway is all about. Yeah, and I spoke about that after the Youth Cup game. I'm new to the football club this season. The progression shown, the path that they have is is phenomenal. You know, to have under-18s who could play for me, playing in the first team is brilliant. And I encourage anybody, if they get the opportunity, Martin's given the opportunity to play for the reserves this season, to go and step up and do that and get, and get experience to play men's football is very different. Technically, some of these players are very good, but it's that physical side of the game and the dark arts of the game that they have to learn, really. As a club, it's brilliant. And, you know, Martin Asu's playing well. Um, we give people opportunities and, and, and that's what the football club has, has given us and giving these players a, a pathway to first-team football, hopefully. And we spoke after the FA Youth Cup game at the very start of the season. I think at that time you are only a few weeks into your new yeah. role. I think you said they might have not even trained altogether. All it was the first game. Game. Yeah, game. Yeah, it was the first game. That was a competitive game. Um, we'd had a few training sessions. We're building a squad now. What I am doing is is a lot of the players that I'm, I'm bringing into the football club are under-17s so that we've got the opportunity to carry on at 18s next year with quite a few of the players playing in the reserves now that I was expecting to have at the start of the season. Um, we brought players in and, you know, they, they, they're doing really well. You say it's that pathway, it's that opportunity to give them to play for Congleton Football Club and, and, and then going forward, push for the reserves and first team. And Louis, I think it's over 10 appearances you made for the reserves this season. We obviously have seen players like Tom <coughs> Allen, Marco, Steph Steph up to the first team. As a player, as a young player, how important and what does it mean to, to have that pathway that you can potentially go up into the, into the reserves and then the first team? I think it's great just because it's more of a motivational thing where you're not just stuck at one level that it doesn't lead anywhere. You've got one and another team even further than that you can always push for. So it's like you can't just sit around and do nothing about it you've always got to work hard and look to push on to the next team and what is it that you've enjoyed the most about being part of Congleton Town just being around a lot of people that are passionate about the game really you look look around and you've got people that just want to make you better and develop you to be a good player when then you've got people behind the scenes as well that just make the club run smoothly and just make it a good experience to be in really this podcast is all about the juniors and how the, the future for Congleton Town is bright. What's the biggest piece of advice you would give to them about playing football and, and kind of their journey through the ages? There's always been two things that I've looked to do myself, really, which is work hard and have fun play, doing it, really, because there's no point playing, really, if you're not having fun doing it, but you have to work hard to get into the right places and have the right people looking at you to move forward, really.
it's very much what Lewis said. Most of my team talks pre-match end up with saying, most importantly, enjoy the game. Yeah, because you know, if you're not enjoying it, how are you supposed to express yourself and play? Yeah, work hard and just enjoy the journey. You know, I've been managing teams from under eight all the way through now, and I've seen players progress, but have a smile on the face and enjoy what they're doing is most important. We wish the under-18s team the best of luck for their semi-final, which will be played next month. It's another away trip for the men's first team on Saturday, when they travel to Tiverdale in the league. The ladies' first team have a League Cup quarter-final on Sunday against Newton Le Willows. That's a 2pm kick-off at Congleton High School. The ladies' reserves team are away at Wirral United on the same day in the league. Come on the Bears and thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club Podcast.